ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فقال الله تبارك وتعالى في قرانه المجيد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن شكر فانما يشكر لنفسه ومن كفر فان ربي غني كريم وقال تعالى يا ايها الانسان ما غرك بربك الكريم وقال تعالى اقرا وربك الاكرم ثم اما بعد فايهال اخوه الكرام my dear brothers alhamdulillah all praise is due to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has granted us the tawfiq to gather again in his house the masjid despite all the difficulties and the tests that we go through whether it be the weather whether it be the cold whether it be the pandemic alhamdulillah alhamdulillah we cannot thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough that he has still granted us the tawfiq to be here today to worship him to make mention of him to make mention of his prophet beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to send upon him peace and blessings as he sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us to do on yawmul jumu'ah salawatu rabbi wa salamuhu alayhi today i would like to talk to you about what is my favorite subject and for the believer it should be for all of us all of us we should say this is our favorite topic to talk about it is none other than our lord allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in particular one of the names of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in my life and no doubt in everyone's life in all of creation it has a ta'thir has a uh, an effect sometimes we notice it and sometimes it goes beyond us and passes us by without us recognizing it nor thanking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it before i get on to that subject let me pose a couple of questions to you and i'm sure we all share in this experience have you ever had someone come to you like a homeless person on the streets and ask you for some help some assistance give me some money and you looked at this person and you went hmm looking at you you look like a drunk you look like a drug addict no i'm not going to waste my money on you has that ever happened to you you probably seen he's holding a, a can of lager in his hand you're already thinking look at this person why would i waste my money on him it's happened to us no doubt the second instance or scenario may or may not have happened to most of us which is have you ever had the need to ask someone for something ma'adha Allah it's not actually legitimate a little bit dodgy 
A little bit something you know that you shouldn't be asking for, but you're asking for it nonetheless. Or you had to go to someone to ask for something good maybe, but the person himself, he's not very straight cut. He's a little bit dodgy. I'll give you an example. And the reason why I always remember this example is because it hit me so hard. The brother told me about this from his experience. We were in i'tikaf together in a masjid. And he said, Subhanallah, brother, this habit that I have, it is so filthy, it is so disgusting. I know it's haram, but I still do it. And I can't help it because I'm addicted, which is cigarettes. So much so that I went to do Hajj. This is him speaking. He said, I went to do Hajj and I was in the Haram after having performed my Umrah, Sa'i and everything like that. And I've come out of Ihram. And the first thing, first desire I had was for the cigarette. And I couldn't help myself. And around the Haram, there's nowhere you can buy cigarettes. And he said, Subhanallah, I think about this and I cry. And I regret that after performing Hajj, this was my first desire. So much so that I approached a person who was sweeping the floors, who was, by my estimation, someone lowly who had just come out of the sewers, who was a cleaner. But I knew him to be a person from my country back home. And he was in a very bad state, but I knew that if anyone's going to have a cigarette, then this person will have it. So he went to him and he asked him, can I ask you for a cigarette? Whereas this person normally would ask him for money, for sadaqah, he was asking him for a cigarette. And he said, I smoked that cigarette and I've never felt more disgusted in my life. That I would be you know, addicted to such a disgusting habit. And secondly, that I would have to stoop so low as to ask this person for this favor. And he was very upset. And he still remembers it. And I still remember it. SubhanAllah. Now let's turn to our subject. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in at least three places in the Quran that one of his names, min asma'illahi al husna, from one of his names is al kareem. Al kareem. We may have used it. In Ramadan, a lot of people say Ramadan Kareem. Or they say, uh, Allahumma innaka afoon, and they add to that dua, which is not masnoon, but nevertheless, they would say, Allahumma innaka afoon Kareem, tuhibbul afwa, fa'fu anni. So, Al Kareem, from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and all the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are beautiful and perfect. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala epitomizes this sifat. Or the sifa to its utmost mutlaqan. There's none other than like him. Elsewhere in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes his arsh al-kareem. He describes his rasul in kareem. Innahu la qawlu rasul in kareem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Quran as kareem. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala epitomizes this name to its utmost, its magnitude, to its perfection. So what does Al-Kareem mean? And I'll read to you inshallah what uh, Imam Al-Khattabi, rahmatullah alayhi, he said, 
إنه الذي يبدأ النعمة النعمة قبل الاستحقاق ويتبرأ بالإحسان من غير استثابة ويغفر الذنب ويعفو عن المسيء ويقول الداعي في دعائه يا كريم العفو فقيل إن من كرم عفوه أن العبد إذا تاب عن السيئة محاها عنه وكتب له مكانها حسنا سبحان الله What does Kareem mean? He says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins to give the ni'mah even before he is asked. Even before that person is deserving of it. And he forgives sins, he overlooks sins for the one who sins constantly. And when the person who is making dua, he says, Ya Kareem, Al-Afwa. And he calls upon Al-Kareem to forgive him. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the karam of his forgiveness, from his beneficence, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he forgives him because of his tawbah. And not only that, in place of that sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes a hasana, a good deed. Subhanallah. Look at the contrast. When someone asks us, we look, is this person deserving? Does he look like he's going to use it the right way? Does he look like he's deserving of my charity? Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, gives, gives. To paraphrase Imam al-Ghazali and others, rahmatullah alayhim, the name al-Kareem has three basic meanings. From them is al-karam, is to be noble. Dhu majd wa sharaf. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is noble. So much so that Imam al-Ghazali rahmatullahi he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-kareem, he does not care who he gives to. The second meaning is that is, is of kathirul khair wal a'ta that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives but when he gives he gives plentiful that's why the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa was known as kareem ibn al-kareem when he when people used to come to him and ask for sadaqah ask for zakat what did he used to do just give them enough just for you to get along today but rather the messenger وسلم, would give so much that this person would become rich. In particular, those who are the messenger وسلم, wanted to bring into the fold of Islam. He would give them so much, they would become rich. And they would be amazed. And this is from Al-Kareem. That when you ask, yeah, that when you ask, you're asking for probably this much. But Al-Kareem, when he gives you, he gives you that much more. So, what is it that, that this name should mean to us, my brothers? Al-Kareem should mean to us that we should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one deserving of being asked. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who has no needs and everything else turns to for their needs 
And if you don't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you don't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Imam al-Ghazali rahmatullah says, he says, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is angered by this. Because just as if you were going to, if you had a, a, a really important person, a friend, in a high place, and rather than asking him, well, let's say, let's the king, rather than asking the king directly for something that you need, you turn to one of his servants. The majesty of that person, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above all of this example, then turning to this lowly person is going to upset his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala, al kareem Likewise, you should know that unlike that person who is asking for the cigarette from that lowly person, by his estimation, and he regretted it, if you go to al kareem and ask of him, and remember that the Messenger of Allah told us to ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if it is a sandal string, something as insignificant as nowadays we, in our parlance would say shoestring, shoelace that even if you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something as is insignificant as a shoelace that know that you will never be disappointed you will never be denigrated you will never be uh, humiliated but rather al kareem because he is dhu majd wa sharaf in you asking him he will ennoble you he will make you noble because you then are a true servant of al kareem the only one that you ask and seek from may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who understand and act upon that which we have heard aqul qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'iril muslimin min kulli dhanb fastaghfiruh innahu huwal ghafurur rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya yul mursaleen Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa sallama tasliman kathira Amma ba'du fa ayyuhal ikhwatul kiram Usikum wa nafsi bitaqwa Allahi subhanahu Wa alamu anna ahsan al-hadithi kitabullah Wa khayr al-hadi hadi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wa sharra al-umuri muhdathatuha Wa kulla muhdathatin bid'a Wa kulla bid'atin dalala Wa kulla dalalatin fil nar وصلوا على البشير النذير قال الله تبارك وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أما بعد just as a final note it is important for us especially as adults and I can't see children here today that when we talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to our children we should highlight these characteristics these attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala usually what we do when it comes to children is tell them don't do that haram Allah will be angry and it's constantly that the deen has become to them limitations 
laws against them doing things. So they have this impression, the dhan of Allah subhanahu, about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, tends to be negative. Well, whereas what we should be doing is highlighting these beautiful names and attributes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about in the Quran. This will engender good thoughts about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our children. And finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Kareem, Al-Hamid, Al-Ghani, Al-Aziz, He has all of these beautiful attributes and they should be exemplified in our lives. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاعُ الْحُسْنَى فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا And to Allah belongs all of these beautiful and perfect names, so call upon Allah with these names. So the first and foremost thing that we need to do when it comes to our relationship and our interaction with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, i.e. our ibadat, we need to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these names. And know that Al-Kareem, the noble one who gives generously more than we could ever need. We ourselves can become noble through him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, by asking of him and becoming closer to him. To become a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will describe us as being kareem. And we can become noble, ennobled by associating with that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us is noble al kareem from the Quran to the Rusul al-Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam and to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's intercession under the arsh al kareem on a day on which there is no shade except the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who are successful in the akhirah. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala nabiyika Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Warda' anil sahabati ajma'in wa anil ladhina yattabi'unahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin wa anna ma'ahum bimannika wa karamika ya akram al-akramin. Allahumma a'izza l-islam wal-muslimin wa azill al-shirk wal-mushrikin wa dammir a'daaka a'daa al-deen. Allahumma shfina wa shfi mardana wa marda al-muslimin. Allahumma unsuri al-muslimin al-mustad'afina fi kulli makan. خصوصا في الشام وفي فلسطين وفي بورما وفي الصين اللهم انصرهم يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزيغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وارحمهم كما ربنا صغارا عباد الله يرحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروه يذكركم واشكروا له يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاة